ready. Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Everybody, welcome aboard. Today is Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. It's exciting to be here in a whole new year with my friend, Pastor John Gogan. We've been doing these programs for over a decade. Brother, thank you for staying with me here and uh, doing these shows. It's not in vain, and the best is yet to come. You want to open us in prayer? Yes, by all means, brother. Let's uh, let's do that, and I'll be sharing from God's Word. And hopefully, as I like to tell people, uh, here in the uh, local fellowship, Amen. we trust we trust God that you will leave this building better than you came in. And I want to say the same thing about the broadcast, brother, brother Shannon. We we pray, and I'm going to pray it in a moment that. Any and all listening, either live or we'll call it the future audience, that they will leave this broadcast better than they entered it. Hallelujah. All right, let's pray. Father, please pull your faith with me. Any, anyone and everyone listening, Father, we thank you and praise you, as Brother Shannon just said, for this new year. We thank you that we can have a new beginning so we can have a new ending. And we pray, as we are convicted by the Holy Spirit of God, that we will make those all-important U-turns. Lord God, we thank you. Triune God of Israel, we thank you. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. For those all important words that without which we would not be here. I know I'd be dead by now, physically. And I think a lot of us would be dead because the scripture says, the soul that sins, it will die. I tell people, you want to die sooner? God forbid you want to die sooner. Sin more. And Lord, you've heard me say that as I've encouraged just the opposite, that we sin less and less so that we can live that abundant life, Lord Jesus, that you you spoke of, that's recorded in the word, that we might have just, not only just life, we don't want to just exist. We want life overflowing, life abundantly. And we're all going to do that. We're only going to be able to accomplish that with your empowerment. And we've already got them, the Holy Spirit of God, the same power, Father, that raised your son from the dead. Lord Jesus, the same power that raised you from the dead. We thank you for those words, grace, mercy, and favor. And we pray for more and more and more of it and help us that as we receive abundant grace, 
that we will reflect that abundant grace to others. We pray your blessings upon tonight. We cover everyone's computer equipment, electronic equipment with the blood of Jesus. We bind Boyce and every other demon that would seek to interfere in Jesus' mighty name. And we thank you that we can come to you and that we can, Lord Jesus, you gave us the keys to the kingdom. You said it, binding and loosing. Deo luo. Tying up. So paralyzing, immobilizing, and loosing. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for Brother Shannon. Thank you for his wonderful family who sacrifices along with him so that these broadcasts can go forward. And we pray your blessings upon this new year. Third day into it, we look back at 2023 and we wonder, where did it all go? But Lord, we want to make 2024 even more eternally significant. And we give heaven the praise. We bind the strong man over Omega Man Radio. We bind the strong man who's been assigned to destroy Agape Bible Church. And Lord, we loose myriads of angels right now to accomplish heavens, the third heaven, heaven's purposes in our lives. And we pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus of Nazareth, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Pastor John Gogan in the house, GopiBible.org. Brother John, I am praying about hopping a plane for the first time in over seven years and coming to America, possibly to be there in time for the January conference. Are you going in January to the men's conference at HBC? Uh, affirmative. Yeah, I speak every every men's conference, and I have an open invitation and take a wish to speak. Uh, the conferences I make usually at three a year of theirs, the men's, and then two other conferences – and uh, plus our three conferences, plus any other mini workshops. So, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm busy. I'm planning on going. The only thing that would hinder me or stop me would be uh, tremendously bad weather. Um, we traveled yeah. um, for so many years uh, in, I mean, probably foolishly, uh, somewhat presuming on God's grace because. Uh, we have uh, here in western New York what's known as lake effect snow. And when that cold, ice cold air breathes over the, or, or, or swoons over the lake, and Lake Erie again is, you know, if you, you can travel next to it for three hours on on the New York Thruway, and you're still driving next to it, riding next to it. That's how big it is. Three hours. And uh, no wonder it's called a great lake, one of the great lakes. So um, I determined with my wife and I, and uh, she travels with me now to the to the even the men's conferences because a couple of my key men, uh, one passed, and uh, and uh, something else happened to the other. So uh, I, I don't want to go alone. I can't do that. Uh, and. 
therefore, uh, I take her with me. I take her with me, and she's um, she's a blessing. Um, however, I'd say that to say this that uh, I already told her a couple of years ago. I said, "Honey, we're not going to be chanting anything anymore for January for the men's conferences." So that would be, brother, the only thing that would bar me from coming is I do not want to put her life in danger, nor my life in danger. And um, so, Sometimes but I should be there. Yes, I'm speaking and uh, and ministering. So I should be there, brother. And if you do go, of course, we'll uh, we'll meet up. Sometimes it snows. Yeah, when I was there for the the one conference I went to for the men's conference in 2011, um, I had my uh, four wheel drive truck at that time, and I was thankful to have it because it snowed and it came down and snowed some more, and it can get a little bit icy out there. Um, I'm working this week to try to get my international driver's license, which basically is a translation from Indonesian to English of my Indo license, because I no longer have an American license, haven't been gone so long. I'm going to try to fix that when I come back. Um, and if I can get that, then I can get a rental car, and with a rental car, then I would uh, could potentially drive up there. Other than that, I would be risk trying to get an Uber, and I don't think anybody's doing Uber in the snow. <laughs> so... Pray for me, folks. If, uh, if God opens the door, this will be the first trip I've done in over seven and a half years. Haven't been back to America since I came here in 2016, and I was uh, listening to some programs of the day, and I said, "Man, I sure do miss HBC. I'd like to get up there." And uh, who knows? We'll see what happens. But I want to encourage those out there that are stateside. January 25th to 28th, they're going to have the men's conference. Go to hbcdelivers.org. Everybody's invited. All men. And if you can't make it, they still have it on Zoom. Now, when are you going to have your first conference, Brother John? Uh, we just set the date for that, Brother. So thank you for um, for asking. And uh, before the broadcast ends, I'll make sure I give the that date out. It's uh, Easter. We don't do it on Easter weekends because of uh, people traveling and uh, – you know, to family and so forth. So we learned the lesson many years ago that uh, don't do it on Easter weekend. Uh, Palm Sunday's okay, but not Easter weekend. So I think it's it 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 uh, eats into the first week of April. But uh, before I leave the broadcast tonight, I'll let uh, I'll let everybody know. And of course, the uh, option B for you is. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen you at one of our workshops. We're relishing for that time. So if you don't make January, oh, yes. uh, come out in April. And uh, weather's uh, oh, man. better. Yeah, we'd love to see you. And uh, praise God. That, and I know some people here uh, listen to Omega Man Radio, OMR. And um, so we'd love to uh, have you partake of our conference. And uh, we'll just keep it lifted up in prayer. It'd be an honor to get out there because I want to do that as well. In fact, 2024 is a year, folks, to put the devil to a sword. Get out to these meetings. Show up. Man up. And all are invited. We'll give you more details later. Brother John, the mic is yours. Thank you. Uh, listen, I really appreciate uh, you, Brother Shannon, and and um, everything that you do to help keep uh, things in order. I hope December was a good 
uh, some R&R month for you, as well as getting some projects done that you needed to get done there in uh, Indonesia and on the island of Bali. So uh, you're in our prayers, and and uh, we thank, thank and praise God for you. All right, I want to get into the Word tonight, and uh, hopefully you have a Bible. If you don't, or if you're driving or cannot access uh, the uh, text at this point, I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. I love the Gospel of Mark. <clears throat> Mark is absolutely, uh, probably the fast, fastest pace Gospel I have ever read i have ever encountered 16 short chapters except chapter one is pretty long but for the most part uh, 16 fast moving and uh, action if you will action packed uh texts and i love it and of course we end up in mark chapter 16 the final chapter where jesus gives us his great commission the Great Commission, of course, is what we all should be committed to. And people in Mark 16, a lot of Christians don't want to look at the text. And many Christians, if not most, do not know how to interpret the text. But Mark 16 has John Mark's version of the Matthew to Matthews in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, Great Commission. But Mark is more detailed. And he says, these signs will follow those who believe right after, <clears throat> he says, to uh, go into all the world and, and uh, teach the gospel. Begin with the first basic salvation truth. Those who believe and are baptized, I believe that's water baptism, will be saved. Those who do not believe, notice it's only not believing that gets you condemned, not, a, not, not, not being water baptized. And these signs will follow. You're not supposed to run after the signs, men of God, women of God. The signs should be following you. And notice even... For, the, for those wonderful charismatic brethren, even healing is preceded by deliverance. And what puzzles me is how so many Christians, wonderful brethren, truly born again, who want to see people healed in soul, in body, they totally gloss over they completely run from the very first sign that the Lord Jesus gives us. In my name, they will cast out demons. People, the they is us. And of course, I have well-meaning brethren who say, well, that's for unbelievers. And of course, it's not. Jesus in Mark 7 with the Syrophoenician woman, Gentile woman, says it's the children's bread. It's not for unbelievers. 
It's not for people who are not God's children. And as Pastor Worley said, so too our ministry, 95% of it is with Christians and the demons have never left. So remember that. Never, ever forget that. Now in Mark 7, I'm emphasizing this, but I want to go to verse 21 in Mark 7. Mark 7 and verse 21, and I want to unpack it tonight. Mark 7 and verse 21. Hopefully you're there. And if you're not, uh, turn there. And if you have a Bible, of course, please, by all means, read it with me. This is the word of God. Let's put it in reverse to verse 20. And he was saying that he, of course, is the Lord Jesus. And he was saying that which proceeds out of the man, man is generic here, it's man and woman, that which proceeds out of. So where's it coming from? It's coming from within in the direction of out. That which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles the man. Not that's what what is outside coming into us. As the Pharisees and the religious leaders were trying to convey in their teachings and in their practices. People, this is a decoy spirit. You know, look over here. It's like a pickpocket. Yeah, look over there while he's picking your pocket. Or as they common, commonly do, they'll their hands will be in another area of your body to get your attention off where they're really going, which is your wallet. Or inside your purse that you're holding with your hands. This is a decoy spirit that gets your attention somewhere else, but it should be where Jesus says it is. The emphasis was on what you eat. You got to clean the cups. You got to do all the external legalistic activities. But meanwhile, from within is the problem. We have a book in the book room, agapebiblebr.com. Check it out by Derek Prince. And spiritual warfare. And he says in his subtitle, and where the battlefield is in the mind. Think about it. Meditate on that statement. We are first defeated. I know I am. We are first defeated in our minds and hearts well before, long before we're defeated with our actions. Because every action, even if it's an impulsive action, even if it's a, a quick move or a rash move, begins internally 
in a person's mind, in their thoughts. And this is the exact, the precise point, simple but profound, that Yeshua is making here. That that what defiles us comes from within, out of the heart of man. And then he lists, Jesus is kind enough to detail and list some of the evil things that proceed out of, that is, from within a person. Evil thoughts. you have any evil thoughts today? Did you ever have evil thoughts? Of course. If you're human, you battle evil thoughts. I'll never forget the story of the professor. And this was conveyed by someone whom I hold in high regard. I trust what he says. He's a Bible teacher. Solid for decades. And he said one class period this man, the professor, came in and the classes in the seminary that I went to always began and always begins with prayer. And some of the prayers, I would do anything to hear them because they were so heartfelt and so profound. So here the professor comes in as the bell rings, as the clock is exactly the minute that class is supposed to begin. And he says, I'd like us all to bow our heads and I'd like to pray because I have thoughts that are not good thoughts And I'd like us to agree together to pray for this dirty old man. I'm a dirty old man sometimes. With the thought, and he was in his 80s by then. And that person was the president of Dallas Theological Seminary, one of the founders of Dallas. And he meant it. Can you imagine humbling yourself to the point where you admit before the men of God in your class who highly respect you that even you struggle, continue to struggle? well advanced in years. Probably having known the Lord for 60 plus years. And here you are acknowledging that you struggle with evil thoughts. That's why the Lord used him. Because he was humble and because he 
reflected grace. He often said that Dallas Seminary is a grace institution. And he backed it up. Part. I could tell you some other stories, maybe down the road this year, new year in 2024. But look at, Jesus says, out of the heart, out of our hearts, proceed evil thoughts. Thoughts contrary to the word of God. And then he says, he goes right to sex, illicit sex, fornications. Fornications. Fornication is normally understood as premarital sex. Never forget that God is the one who created sex. Sexual intimacy between a man and a woman. Period. That's right, you heard it here. And I know that's Brother Shannon's position as well. Jesus said God the Father created them male and female. Didn't give any other genders, people. It's the devil and his demons who are messing people's minds up. Never forget that. Actively, proactively bind them up. Loose spirits of purity and holiness to battle with them in the second heavens, first heavens, on the earth, under the earth, and within people. And most of these yokums that are pushing this agenda is because they are that. That's what they're involved in. It was only two or three weeks ago. Brother Shannon, did you see the news with this? Uh, I think he was a male page who actually filmed uh, himself and someone else having male sex in a in a pornographic pure pornographic xxx rated film in one of the hearing rooms of the congress did you did you see it in the news where you are i mean even a snippet of it we did here and i couldn't believe it but you know what? I can't remember the name, but there was another congressman who was new to Washington, D.C., and he admitted, he said, you wouldn't believe what they do in the evenings and where they go and the orgies that they that they attend. And, and here, what did Jesus say? It begins in the human heart, the unregenerate, unsaved human heart, and... The saved human. Now, the saved human art, of course, is, uh, you know, with the new cre- you're a new creation in Christ, and, and you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got the new nature. Uh, that's going to battle what the unregenerate, the unsaved battle. They just go along with it. I've always said we'll never be sinless, but we should be sinning less and less as a testimony that we have the real disease, that we are truly born again. But Jesus admits it. It's number two after evil thoughts, fornications. And then he goes, uh, thefts, stealing. You know, Ten Commandments. 
We're back to the basic moral law. And only nine of the Ten Commandments are brought, are repeated in the New Testament. The only one that's not is to worship on the Sabbath. Because it's a new covenant and we worship on the first day of the week, the, the resurrection day of the Lord Jesus Christ. So thefts, murders, people in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Jesus elevated murder. And I mean elevated in the sense of its intensity and where it begins. Every human being on this planet is a murderer. We just haven't been held to God's high standards because every murder begins with a thought of hate. Again, meditate on it. Think about it. Ponder. And you'll find it's true. Just as the Lord Jesus Christ says, murders, again, evil thoughts, hateful thoughts. I was dealing with someone who, I've been dealing with someone who loves, sadly, sadly, to have hatred at a level that I've rarely seen in people. After 35 years, beginning 35 years of ministry this year. Over 50, well over 50 years of being a Christian. And I, I remember saying, you know, I cannot be a party of hatred. I cannot be with someone who enjoys hating like this person does. And sadly, this person has other people in her party in her hatred party. And if you know people like that, get out of that party. Leave the party. Because Jesus says, as the Father loved me, I've loved you, love one another. This is my commandment. Not wish, not possible suggestion, not if you choose to or not, it doesn't matter. No, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Some of us aren't receiving answers to our prayers. We're wondering, why doesn't God hear me? Well, he hears. The psalmist says, Psalm 119, if I regard iniquity, if I, the, the Hebrew verb there is treasure, if I treasure iniquity in my heart, Yahweh will not hear me. Not that he doesn't hear, he will not answer. So some of it's because we're treasuring sins. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit. We need to ask the Lord Jesus. We need to ask the Father, what, show me, show me what sins I'm treasuring. I want to stop it. I want to repent of it. 
I want a U-turn. I want to confess it, acknowledge it, put it under the blood, and start afresh and anew and be different. And live a life that's honoring to heaven. The Gospel of John, Jesus says, additionally, that if you remain in me and my word remains in you, abide is the verb there, remain is the the, uh, synonym, verb, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done for you. Are you abiding, are you remaining, staying put in the Lord Jesus, in his teachings? Are you allowing his word to abide in you? Well, then you'll ask what you will, and it will be done for you. Obviously, doing biblical theology, there are other verbs, excuse me, other verses that relate in accord with God's will. But some of us aren't seeing many prayers answered because we are not doing what God says to do. Run from sin. Sin always destroys. Don't run to it and try to get as close as you can to it to the fire, proverbially, and, you know, just be careful not to get on fire, but still smelling like smoke. We're not supposed to do that, people. Run. Paul warns Timothy in this same vein. Fornications. Flee. Run from, don't walk, don't look back and go slow. No, no, run, flee the lusts of youth that war against your souls. And of course you must seek commanding deliverance. Not just intercessory prayer, that's great. But a seasoned brother or sister in the Lord has got to pray with you. And I mean brother or sister in the Lord, a brother praying with a brother and a sister praying with a sister. Commanding these spirits out by name with manifesting happening. Sorry, but I totally disagree with the late Frank Hammond. Has a whole chapter in there. Well, you're communicating with demons, you're, you're talking with them, and you shouldn't be talking with them. Nonsense. Jesus spoke with the Gadarene Legon, Legion, head honcho. He asked questions. So to just completely eliminate any communication with spirits is, is, is not what Jesus did. Just be led by the Lord. Be led by the Holy Spirit. You'll be fine. But pretty soon, you know, sadly, Frank Hammond, these demons weren't even manifesting, and pretty soon they weren't leaving because the manifesting weakens them. 
Plus, how can you teach about deliverance, the missing, what I call years ago, missing one-third of Jesus' ministry, and you haven't even experienced it yourself? You don't know because you haven't, you can't empathize. You can teach some, you know, knowledge and truth, but you, you've never experienced it. Listen, the best thing to do is experience it yourself. Humble yourself. Let people pray with you. And get as much freedom as you can while you're praying with others. He also brings in sex again after murders, adulteries. That's extramarital sex. Men and women of God, I, I encourage you People to think kind of it. I know I've said this before in the hours and hours and hours and years and years of teaching on OMR and other many other venues. I think we've had 86 workshops now. Yeah, 28 plus years of workshops. Yeah, three a year. And I know I've said this, but it's like. You know, sex is like a, a, a sexual intimacy is is in marriage, and it's like a fire in a fireplace. If you've ever been in a fireplace, seen it, smelled it, experienced it, maybe started it, and it's a cold night outside, and it's beautifully warm inside boy that fire in that fireplace is so wonderful but what happens when the fire gets out of the fireplace the house burns down people die destruction is everywhere and that is exactly and precisely where sexual intimacy should be kept within the marriage. Within the marriage. Outside of the marriage, destruction is lurking around the corner. And you're going to lose every time. And so will I. That is why adulteries, when you get those thoughts, when you see others and you're enticed and you're tempted, you know what? Flee, run. Don't strike conversations up at the water fountain. Try to get to know them. No, run. Be cordial. You know, love them in the Lord. Share the truth with them. But pray that Women of God will will surround them. Messengers of the full gospel will surround them. Females with females. I was watching on some of the YouTube shorts, even last night, with uh, this Catherine Crick. What? She's ministering to mixed audiences. She's ministering to men. She has no business doing that. God never gave her that authority.
She's on a trip of her own making, it's, and it's not good. Why? Because women minister with women, men minister with men. Unless, of course, I think the, the exception there is where, you know, when you get a you get a husband and a wife. He wants to pray with his wife at the end of church and during invitation, no problem. She wants to pray with him. Well, wait a minute, Pastor John. I thought I thought the wife had no authority over the man. I thought he had authority. Ah, no, don't go so quick. She's got authority over him because don't don't forget, remember that they're both sister and brother in the Lord. And that relationship is eternal. As important as the marriage covenant is, it ends at death. Either one or both. It ends at death. Therefore, as a sister in Christ, she's got authority over every demon within him. Now, God made him the head. Remember 1 Corinthians 11? It's, it's a brief passage. Paul, The Holy Spirit through Paul kind of sneaks it in. In first, 1 Corinthians 11, 1 Corinthians 11. And it's, it's just brief, profound, to the point. But he, but he gives, he provides the command structure, if you will, that God has for our best. As, and he says, God is the head of Christ. That is God the Father. And usually when Paul, in his 13 epistles, says God, he means God the Father. When he says Lord, he means the Lord Jesus. There are few exceptions to that. The general rule of thumb, when you're reading scripture, Paul's epistles, the pastoral epistles, the Paul, all the Pauline epistles, I'm telling you, and you can test me on this. As God the Father is the head of Christ, 1 Corinthians 11, Christ is the head of the man, and the man is the head of the woman. Yeah. He's a brother in Christ as well as her husband. So he's got kind of dual authority, if you will. But she has authority over him as a believer. As a sister in the Lord. Evil thoughts. Mark 7. Fornications. Thefts. Murders. Adulteries. Verse 22. Deeds of coveting and wickedness. Again, that ties into the uh, thefts. Stealing what you're coveting in someone else who has something you don't have. And we don't think of coveting as a as really a powerful sin, but you know, it really is. Some people can't get, get over a day without coveting several times. Seeing a car they want, seeing uh, some kind of truck they want, seeing someone else's bank account and they're they're broke most of the time and have hardly anything seeing and looking at 
someone else's spouse and saying, boy, I wish I had a wife like that, husband like. Oh, I wish I had more obedient children like they have. People, it's coveting. And look at deeds of coveting and wickedness. It's kind of a catch-all and everything else that goes with coveting and theft. Deeds of wickedness. Then he says, deceit. In the original language, there's no as well as, and that's if you have a good translation, it points that out. It's italicized. Deceit, to deception, sensuality. Have you ever seen a world that is hung up on living for their senses? What smells good, feels good, looks good? Yeah. Sensualness. Living by human senses. Dangerous. That's why Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, commands we walk not according to the flesh, not run by the flesh, but what? Walk by means of the Spirit. For the Spirit, the human spirit and the Holy Spirit together, war against the flesh and the, and the flesh against the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit connects to your human spirit, which is regenerated at the new birth. He doesn't deal with your soul. He deals with your spirit that deals with your soul. But someone who's completely run, that is everything they do, they think, they act, they run, they are run by their by sensuality, by senses, sight, touch, hearing. It's dangerous, people. That's the easiest way to slide down the slide of sin. Walk by means, live your life by means of the Holy Spirit. Envy. Look, look at the list. Jesus says, out of the human heart, out of within us, inside of us, comes envy. Envy is close to jealousy. Slander. Isn't it amazing how your thoughts just immediately begin to slander people, slander those you don't like, slander others. You know, you tell the truth, but you give it a little extra punch that isn't true. You slander them. It's one of the titles of the devil. He's the slanderer, Diabolos, devil. And by the way, there's only one devil. Sadly, King James and other translations translate devil I'm, I'm sorry, translate daimonion 
as not as demon, but as devil. And it should not translate it because there's only one devil, Satan himself. One primary actor. He slanders us, as Revelation says, before the throne of God day and night. And there's Jesus at the Father's right hand making intercession for us, being our advocate, a defense attorney. 1 John 2, 2, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. One devil, many demons. And that's why they're different words in the Greek. In the original language of the New Testament. Pride. Where does pride originate? According to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our healer, deliverer, deliverer, healer, redeemer, soon coming king. Where does pride originate? Inside of us. My own view is that I think pride is the first demon that comes in. It was the first sin of the universe done in a perfect environment in, in the third heaven. Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28. Five I wills of Satan. Pride. Pride. And by the way, the first demon that comes in is at conception when we become human beings. You say, can they get that small? Sure. They can get down to the genetic level. All the way up to their normal size. And some are pretty big. And foolishness. And look at how Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, encapsulates everything. He says in verse 23, and all, circle that, all, underline it, all. Highlighted, all these evil things proceed from within and defile the man. And listen, I need to eat healthier. I'm all for it. We all need to eat healthier. But eating, we had a couple of gals in the church here years ago, and they were into juicing, and they they juiced so many carrots per day, they actually started turning orange. (laughs) They actually began to turn orange. Their, Their skin, you know, the epidermal layers were turning orange. And I appreciated their enthusiasm, and and, um, I appreciated their willingness to eat carrots. Yeah, carrots are good for you. Vegetables, good for you. But you're not going to defeat evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries, adulterous thoughts, deeds of coveting, wickedness, deception, deceit, sensuality, envy. You're not going to defeat them with carrots. Because our primary problem is not what is outside going in, but what 
is within coming out of us. And isn't it interesting? I find it no accident or coincidence. That's exactly how the demons leave us. Incessant yawns, incessant burps, spontaneous. You don't have to start yawning and make yourself yawn. Years ago, we had a gal coming in from Pennsylvania, and she would, you know, put her head in in one of the bags because of retching. Sometimes the demons would get retched up, and they come out on retching and vomit. And she was. We found out that she was sticking her finger in her in her mouth and tickling her uvula, and uh, she was, uh, you know. Mimicking vomiting or or making yourself vomit. You don't have to do that. If you've repented of your sin, you hate your sin, and the Lord Jesus is is actively pushing these things out, fighting them, and you're battling them with them in your mind and heart. It comes spontaneous, people. That kind of cheating you don't need to do. You say, Well, Pastor John, nothing's happening. Well, I can recommend some books in our book room, Agape Bible book room, that you can read. The things that block deliverance, things that delay deliverance. It's all real people. And just because you're not experiencing it doesn't mean that others aren't. you got to play catch up. you got to find out the major areas in your life that block deliverance. And I'll give you four of them because I preached them for years and taught them and shared them with others for years, hoping and praying that they get finally get on board and get some good freedom. Sadly, many don't. They don't pursue them. What stops, what short circuits deliverance, and I'm almost done, is pride. So we'll call it on UN. Unhumility, unforgiveness, unrepentance, and unbelief. Some Christians don't really believe that they have demons in them because they're chock full of pride. 90 seconds. And that will short-circuit deliverance. That will stop cold your freedom. Don't let it happen. Pursue. The Lord Jesus wants you free, wants to heal you, wants to deliver you. Do it. You can do it. Well, you got to hate your sin like God hates it. 60 seconds. So praise the Lord. Brother Shannon, thank you so much for the thank you, opportunity John. to be on OMR, and it's always a pleasure serving with you. Brother, likewise, and I'm looking forward to uh, great things in the Lord with you this year, my friend. We're going to have uh, regular shows now, folks, Monday through Friday. Brother John, before we close, how do people reach your ministry and support? Yes, brother. Um, you can go to our website, which is agapebible.net. You said org. Uh, it's It changed, uh, and it's net. Agapebible.net is on the left side column. Uh, you can uh, see that there's a place to contribute. So um, by all means, help us out. If anything was said tonight, tonight that blessed you, please help us out. I have the date for our spring conference. It's going to be April, the weekend of April 5th, brother. The weekend of April 5th. 
feel free to come. We'd love to see you. Also, uh, we are at 598 Buffalo Road because we're about 15 miles southeast of uh, Buffalo City in a town called East Aurora, New York. You can reach our office with the following phone number, 716-655-5008. 716-655-5008. Any questions, any comments, we would love to feel them. I love answering questions. I don't know everything, but what I do know, I am so delighted to share with you. Thank you for listening tonight. And Brother Shannon, again, thank you. Thank you, my friend. We'll see you again real soon. We love you, brother. God bless you. You bet. God bless you. Bye-bye. Folks, that was John Gogan. We're going to save this program and be right back with uh, Hank Groover. I'm Don now. Here we go. Reset your connection. Here we go. <laughs> 